I could literally only think of the One Direction line, um, the dimples in your back at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> during little things. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dial M for Movies, episode four. My name is Olivia, and I'm joined by my icon and legend and star co-host, Khadija. Oh, shut up. <laughs> We're just going to so have to cute. keep up, uh, like, outdoing each other every episode oh, yeah. for okay. the intro. I got you. Um, thank you to everyone for tuning into our first three episodes. Uh, we hope to you've been enjoying them, and you've been taking a few minutes to rate us five stars on spotify while you're at it like it can't hurt it cannot please it really can't please 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 and while you're at it why don't you just hop over to instagram and tiktok and throw us a follow a like even a comment if you're feeling crazy you can uh find us on both those platforms at dial m for movies pod with the number four instead of the word so first things first let's discuss the week khadija how are you and what have you been up to and what have you been watching Hi, hello. Uh, my week has been pretty crazy at work. Um, so I have really been trying to sprinkle in as much of me time as I can. I've been writing um, for like various projects. Um, and I also went to the movies this week. So it's been a theater week. Um, I know we love a theater <laughs> week. Um, this one was an advanced screening for Argyle. Um, which was something that I was looking forward to. It wasn't my most anticipated, but yeah, something I really wanted to see. And I got to see it with my friend. And I know that it's getting a lot of hate at the moment for whatever reason. I am not in that bracket. I had fun. Like, I have a lot of issues with Matthew Vaughn. It's, I feel like it's a love-hate relationship between me and him. But at the end of the day, it always comes back to love because yeah. he is one of the few filmmakers out here dedicated to like espionage and, and fun spy movies. And I can't fault that. Um, and this cast is wow. I mean, you have um, Henry Cavill, you have Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, um, Dula Peep. Dula <laughs> like how can we forget? You know what I'm saying? So, and, and it was, it was fun. Like it had, bits of Kingsman that I was just like oh my Work. god I feel at home with this <laughs> um but then it, the end got a bit too dumb for me do you know what I'm saying like it kept mm. like he kept trying to you know give plot twist after plot twist and it just wasn't it was it was like I've had enough like after the first one the first one was really good I was like oh <laughs> it gagged me Okay, work. But then, you know, certain things could happen. And I was like, hey, I'm done with it. Like, can we just put it to rest now? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the sense, the movie dragged a bit. But the post-credit scene, if oh. anyone has watched Argyle at this point, please DM me what you thought about the post-credit scene. I, you know how I feel about Kingsman. I want to scream, cry, and laugh. I was literally on my knees. Like, you can <laughs> ask my friend. I was actually, I gasped very loudly, and then I was on my knees clutching the cinema railing at Scotiabank because I was gobsmacked that they did that. Um, but yeah, that's just because I'm a huge, like, psychotic fan of Kingsman, like I've mentioned many, many times. Um, but yeah, I have a really fun time, so that's all I have to say um and then I watched the watermelon woman um and this one I actually I found this website that like you you put your letterbox username and then it picks a movie for you I've seen that it was a good like did it work yeah it worked that's how I watched the watermelon I was like 
I want to watch a movie. I just don't know what. And I need to work my way through my my watch list, of course. I have yeah. 800 movies. Got to get to it. And so it landed on The Watermelon Woman by Cheryl Dunn. Dunye, I want to say. Um, and it was it was really, really great. I loved it. It's about this uh, black lesbian filmmaker named Cheryl. And it's this mockumentary style movie. It's phenomenal. Give it a watch, please. Oh my God, I it will. is very like 90s. And I loved Faith. it so much. I there's this it discusses this woman named Faye Richards, who is this like old time black actress um and like imagine like a hattie mcdaniel basically except they don't credit her in the movies as Faye richard sometimes she goes by the water watermelon woman and yeah so it's just cheryl discovering Faye and like her history that's all i'm gonna say it was a really great watch and i loved it and then i threw it back to the 80s with the goonies love um, and love that was the, the first time watch for me um oh. i know i've i've seen like clips of it but yeah this is the first time that i'm seeing it all the way through and i didn't realize they spent so much damn time in that fucking cave oh how like a, they were underground the for like <laughs> the entire movie yeah and i was shocked i'm like can we can we please switch locations but then they kind of did because like chunk was outside doing whatever he was doing oh making his way (laughs) making his way trying to get back to his friends i love chunk so much and oh my god i knew it was portland oregon this (laughs) astoria oregon should i say the second i saw like the seaside in the house i'm like this is this is oregon and it's stunning and i really want to go there now it's on my bucket list for some weird reason but yeah the story was really cute and i i really enjoyed it it was yeah but it wasn't like anything special like something to to go crazy about yeah i think if you grew up with the Goonies, like if you grew up in the 80s, I feel like it means a lot more to people than how it is to people who watched it as like a grown up for the first time. Yeah. We have no like emotional connection to it. Yeah. I and, I, and I can totally understand and see how that pe- people could like grasp that. Because to me, like, what's a childhood movie that I loved? I don't know. Like, like Bridge to Terabithia for me. Yes. Like, something exactly. like that. To me. Yeah. Cinematic masterpiece. Yes, exactly. And I don't want to hear anything about it. So I get it, but yeah, that's that's my weekend movies. What about yours? Um, I, I had a really slow week. I was also very busy with work and had no energy. Oh, <laughs> um, so I really only watched the movies for the pod and then one other thing. But I've been continuing my watch of HBO's Girls, which has been good. Everyone mm-hmm. is terrible, like so unlikable. <laughs> it's hilarious. <sighs> but I've been continuing Game of Thrones, and it's really been taking over my life. Oh my god, what's, um, are you still on season two? Just finished season two, two episodes into season three. So far. Here's okay. The... Fuck Joffrey. Hate that guy so much. Yes. He yeah. sucks so hard. I do not care about Theon. Sorry. Don't. I have no emotional connection to him. That is going to change dramatically. Okay. I'm looking That's forward I'm to say. that. I know like how you feel about characters kind of shifts as you go through. Yeah. Um, Very important. How do you feel about Sansa Stark? I love Sansa Stark and I'm excited for her to like fuck some shit up because she's been watching and waiting like she is like scanning the rooms Mm -hmm. she is seeing the things and I need her to use that information to like do something about it she's a silent observer yeah so right now she's just um uh, because Marjorie Tyrell just came in and she's like now gonna marry Joffrey oh my god wait did you get to the scene where they're walking in the gardens 
Yeah, with the grandmother. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that scene. When I tell you, it carried a group of people, me included. <laughs> like when 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 I tell you, this Sansa Marjorie ship was so important to us. That ship? was the oh, oh ship. Yes. Okay. This was so important to us. Like that scene when they're going to the gardens and like she's like talking to her about like pretty p- girls and pretty people, whatever. I don't know if you caught that, but yeah, that is just wow. It like it's such a beautiful scene, especially because the you know their dresses and their pretty hairs and their gardens, whatever. But yeah, I, I love, love honestly, I love Marjorie Tyrell so far. I don't, I feel like she's gonna let me down at some point, but she's slaying so far. You know what? I think she's been pretty consistent. I feel like that's the only character that I can say that I've liked from the start. Amazing, because she it feels kind of like she has ulterior motives, but they're ulterior motives that are gonna work towards what I also want, which is Joffrey to die. Yeah, um, he sucks so hard. Uh. <laughs> I don't care really about any of the Baratheons so far. They've not impressed me. No, they're so forgettable. Yeah, they are. Especially the, like the war even. I was like, okay, well, like you threw a bunch of green flames in the water. Cool. Um, oh, the green flames. That was kind of cool. But uh, Rob is not to rewatch. And that's not <laughs> it's a good so sign. Good. <laughs> it is. But like, so I good. know what happens. And I it's know true. the shit that Game of Thrones has put me through in the past. I'm like, do I really want to relive that? um but Maybe. please uh no <laughs> watch along i'm joking no. um but let me know when you get to episode nine of season, of three. season three okay yeah. i will please probably I like later you. this week <laughs> okay yeah and i need you to send me a voice note of, okay. of your um feelings thoughts emotions oh, no i'm excited okay. um rob is hot obviously john snow is hot his chemistry with the girl beyond the wall and apparently they're married in real life. Like, oh, Rose. Oh, they're so cute. I love them. Um, I really only ha- like care about Khaleesi's storyline right now. <laughs> I'm like, every time we cut away, I'm like, I wanted more dragons. Like, I want more of the fantasy element. I don't really care about the politics. But yeah, I'm very excited. Love John. Love Rob. I basically only care about the Starks. Those are the only people I feel emotionally connected to. Mm-hmm. Lannister's Tyrion's kind of the only one I enjoy. <laughs> love. Tyrion. I'm sorry. So they can good. never make me hate him. They no. tried to, but I, I stuck by him <laughs> to the very end. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I love Arya. I was working at my job once and someone came in and said, You look so much like Maisie Williams. Can I take a photo with you at my job? And I was like, okay. Wait, take a photo of you? With me. With because you. I look like Arya Stark. That is wild. And so now some random woman has a picture with me at, like, when I was working at a winery, like, with her, because I look like Maisie Williams, apparently. That is insane. Oh, my God. I I have a Funko Pop of Aria sitting on my desk. Do I, I look like me? Yeah. I'll send you a picture, actually. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And I also had a, a group chat with Maisie. Or I still have a group chat with Maisie. And she's responded a couple times, actually. What? In what way? What? <laughs> How do you keep doing this? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, I'll tell you off. off okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was pretty funny. Um, and uh, I've also been watching another TV show this week, uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians that ended this week. Um, oh, it's it's done. It's done. Season okay. finale was this week. Now I need to. Now I need yes, to get on. into it. Yeah, yeah. I I stopped ever episode two because I realized I'm not a weekly girl. Like I can't keep going back to a show week after week. Mm-hmm. Now that it's done, I will not binge. Yes, it's excellent. The main three people are so good. The kids, 
um, Leah, Ariane, and Walker. I really enjoyed it. I thought they did an amazing job. I have not read these books, which is kind of a hot take. Um, but I mean, me either. I haven't read either. Okay, I tried to, my... but then I got in. I got into like the first two chapters. I'm like, this reads like a children book, and I tried to it, is. it like. It is. It's for 12-year-olds. Yeah. And I just wasn't a 12-year-old when I read it like two years yeah. ago. So I was like, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. But I, I do like the lore of it. Yes, same. And I think apparently this was a pretty accurate representation of what the actual books were trying to portray. Walker Scowell is so good. It's crazy. Love him. He is. I, I, what, from what I can tell from the first episodes. And, and Leah oh. as um, Annabeth. Annabeth. Really good so good so far and yeah. i'm just i'm so proud of her Ugh, she's so cute i love her fuck all the haters literally fuck all the haters so good mm-hmm. um and then the only movie i watched this week was 2009's sherlock holmes uh directed by guy Ritchie, um which i enjoyed i actually Ooh. had fun um i love movies set in victorian england Same. and rdj as sherlock holmes was good come on guys like get into it he's funny and he's really hot like sorry is he Asher? In this, is he's like kind of good. Oh. Like, I was like cute, especially hey, if like, you like it. I love it. <laughs> he, he does a lot of like fighting montages where he's like shirtless, and he does the fight in slow mo first, where he's like punch to the jaw and whatever. I don't know. Come <laughs> um, on, British accent. Yeah, and then he does. He like walks you through like the fighting motion, and then he does it really fast. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Um, and it was good. It was like a cool, like how they filmed it. The blocking was very cool. And it was kind of, um, it had, uh, what's his, oh, I don't remember his real name, but um, he plays Merlin in the Kingsman movies and he's in this, he plays the villain. Mark Strong. Yeah. What? He was good. Love him. Wait, what does he play? <laughs> he, he plays Lord Blackwell. Lord oh, Blackwell. I don't know who that he's is. like He's like the villain, the main villain. Okay. Um, he's really good at it. He's so iconic. But yeah, it was fun it i like the slow-mo that they do in the fight scenes it had a fun color color scheme good characters my baby g from the kingsman movies so he is uh, baby girl we he is baby him. girl i love him okay y'all everyone welcome to adele week also can you say her last name i tried practicing how do you pronounce it um, so I actually went on YouTube, like how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Um, they gave me Exarchopolis. Exarchopolis. Yes. Okay. Exarchopolis. Okay. Um, Say that t- three times five. <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> now and fourth, she will be referred be Adele. to Adele only. <laughs> and it's not the Adele that you're thinking of, like the hello Adele. Um, we're from this moment forth we will only be talking about adele exar exarchopolis yes yes okay amazing exarchopolis. so this week we watched two films that both star adele who's a wonderful gorgeous brilliant french actress love her mm-hmm. to death both recent films she's a star let's not forget um so this week we watched wing woman from 2023 directed by another french icon legend and star melanie mm-hmm. laurent um, who you may know from such films as Inglorious Bastards, um, Now You See Me, and Enemy. Those are mostly Western English movies, but um, she's been in so many other things. Uh, and then the second film we watched was Passages, from, also from 2023, directed by Iris Sachs. Um, both of these films were in French, which I really enjoyed. It's been actually a really long time since I watched a movie in French. And I was like, okay, language, love. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was living for one thing. Both of the films, they were like, putain, 
I was like, yes, you <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I love how that's the only word that you like. It recognize. stuck with me. I was like, you guys say it so much better. They do. And I love Adele's voice. She has a very deep, rich voice. Deep? Like it's not feminine at all, but I love it. It's very delicious. Masculine. It's giving, it's giving hot boyfriend. Yeah. She's so hot. <laughs> like It's <laughs> crazy. Okay. So the first film we're going to chat about is Wing Woman, directed by Melanie Laurent. Uh, and this film follows Carol and Alex, who are professional thieves, looking uh, or working for a woman called the Godmother. Godmother rescued from rescued them from the streets, put them to work committing robberies around the world. Alex, um, played by Adele, is a world-class sniper, and Carol is more of like the sneaky thief who works on the front line. They're very entangled in each other's lives, and they've been in each other's thieving careers uh, for quite a long time but they're both looking to get out of this life of crime because of how dangerous it is dangerous it is and because carol finds out that she's pregnant they try to leave godmother won't let them classic um and so they get assigned one last big job uh, and they are promised that they can retire afterwards during the last job they hire sam played by manon birch manon birch uh straight off the formula one track uh to be their getaway driver we get training montages we get a bloody threesome turned into a fist fight we get two women who are definitely lesbians and a heist that goes off with nothing but hitches khadija let's hear the thoughts i love the way you describe it <laughs> that's amazing I know. um <clears throat> well this is a movie that i was interested for moment one you gave me Melanie Laurent directed movie starring hot women. I'm going to watch. Um, and I've been a big fan of Melanie since um, Now You See Me. But I didn't know she was a filmmaker until 2021 when uh, she came out with The Mad Woman's Ball, which I really want to watch, um, but haven't because I want to read the book first. Of course. A dilemma. Classic dilemma. I know it is. I know. <laughs> and when will I pick up the book? I have no idea. <laughs> so... Yeah, as of right now, it's it's still unread and unwatched, but I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Um, and then fast forward 2023, she's giving me a woman-led heist movie, um, and it's everything I've ever wanted. It, mm -hmm. you know, stars Adele. It's shot in stunning locations. It's centered around this, like, larger-than-life relationship, friendship, who knows, between two women. Um, Adele's character, of course, and Melanie's character. And, like, this movie is described as an action comedy, um, but I really think that the action takes kind of, like, a backseat to it, and that's absolutely fine. Like, that's mm -hmm. okay, because it brings forward this, like, it focuses more on the women and their relationships and the dynamics they build with each other, which, again, is I'm, I'm a big lover of. Um, and so Carol and Alex kick off the movie like knee deep in a mission and they're like trying to get away and the level of their level of banter and their communication style it, you you get it right off the bat like it is oh, so ew. clear that they're funny and comfortable and they're yeah they just love each other so much and they care for each other deeply and I just I loved everything about that opening scene um and then you get the incredible amazing iconic french actress isabel ajani as the godmother and she plays like a very evil cunning woman and very befitting not that she's evil or cunning but i think she's you know very hot and <laughs> um very powerful 
Um, but yeah, Melanie is trying to reason with her and being like, I need to get out because um, her ultimate reason is to keep Alex safe and away from violence at this point. Like she's like, this life is not for us anymore. Like I want us, I want us to do better, be better. Which brings me to my main point that this movie, while it is sure has some fun sequences of, you know, action and whatever, it's really a love story. Disguise is an action movie. It's unfiltered too. It, you get the reason why they're so like connected and the reason why, um, I was about to say Melanie, but Melanie's character, Carol, wants to protect Alex and it just, it, it goes both ways. It's a two-way street between them. And then you have the third, who is Sam, played by Manon Birch, who comes in and kind of adds to that as well. And you see how, even though they've been connected for a long time, how a new woman plays in their relationship and how it doesn't take away, but only adds to it, which I just was like, it's so brilliant. So I'm, I'm a really, like, I'm, um, row whatever Melanie was trying to do in this movie because they achieved it all and yeah. a lot of people didn't like it because again they were kind of bamboozled and thinking it was a you know action movie mm-hmm. it isn't for the girls I get it you know what it was really about um which is this this amazing love story between Alex and Carol which by the way I'm like so I'm kind of confused on I'm like do you are you guys in love with each other do you guys just love each other and want the best for each other? But at the end of the day, I think you realize that it doesn't matter. Yeah. They just, it is so important to have someone that cares for you um, at the end of the day. And they have that within each other. And then also you see how they treat Sam. Alex doesn't take an immediate liking to Sam because she kind of feels threatened. Like, oh, she's going to take up your attention from, you know, to Carol and, and, and it just isn't that. And they kind of warm up to the idea of each other. And then in my head, I'm thinking, oh, Alex and Sam, because mm. of course. Um, and that was a thing that they kind of they kind of played with that at the end. But I don't know, maybe I'm just delusional and like <laughs> just want to see two hot people in love. But Like I was living in that delusion. Like for the Thank whole you. Thank you so much. Enemies uh, to lovers. That- Yes, literally like you and and that's my one fault with this movie is that melanie really could have pushed the envelope and pushed all the way like these two are now not because um sam is a canon lesbian Mm -hmm. she talked about having um a dead girlfriend yes which i love that scene by the way where she's like silently crying and like reminiscing about you know her memories and telling carol um why she is the way she is or whatever and she was just like i feel so alone and and, and carol's like no but like you have us like you're never alone oh. it's so this sweet movie, this like it's so this, sweet don't understand this movie means so much to me it was an immediate like when i finished watching i told my sister to go watch it she still hasn't by the way and this was back in like november mm. um and it was like i was like this is an immediate pumper watch like, i know i could watch this three times in a row and not get tired of it not get bored just enjoy the hell out of it every single time so yeah that's kind of my very chaotic review of <laughs> wing woman just i love, love women and i and adele was so hot in this let me just say i mean she's hot in everything that she does but <laughs> as alex i mean 
please give me a chance please like I'm begging you um I'm gonna say the same thing I said on Letterboxd which was this film was truly three queens coming together to maximize their joint slay because it was yes it was like I'm gonna be so real right now like Adele is one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life in this Mm -hmm. movie and she's so good like she is witty and emotional and the dialogue between her and Carol is sharp, but it's endearing and you never like don't trust or waver in your support of the friendship. And I just like loved their dynamic. It was so good, especially when they added salmon. I just love the dynamic of the three of them. And I don't speak French, um, so I don't <laughs> I only have the subtitles on, which are fine. But like I subtitles obviously never tell like the whole story as much as a would in like the original dialogue mm-hmm. um which is an upsetting like an upsetting fact of life i guess um no but i was there's a simple solution learn you french learn french <laughs> and then you rewatch the movie yeah i could try although i took it for nine years and that did nothing for me girl same <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. Uh, the only sentence i know is how to ask to use washroom and barely that yeah like i don't even think i could do that yeah bonjour (laughs) (laughs) that's what i can do um but yeah i love their dialogue i love the way they interacted um they were such like sick bad bitch women but they had such like a vulnerability to them and an empathy and like a lightheartedness that i really enjoyed um in all three of them rest in peace to santos the bunny you'll be missed the bunny was so cute (laughs) it was so cute adorable and i and i loved that that was the reason why she went on kind of like literally i was like john wick b plot happening for a bunny like she was so for real about it too yeah exactly and he's so cute but he died so quick i'm so sorry santos (laughs) um but yeah like the john wick b plot to get revenge on the albanian mob who killed the bunny and living for that Mm. um it was kind of giving like a more cinematic oceans eight that's kind of like what i was getting from it and i truly dug uh the way that the film kind of played into tropes of the genre um and the way that everyone in a while like would you just like forget that the heist is happening and you kind of just like hanging out with them that's what i'm saying yeah like it really it took a backseat girl it was it was non-existent for for some of the film and i'm like i'm just watching girls catch up girls train but like for you don't know for what really exactly like you're getting like lost in like the minor details of their life and i was like this is so much more fun yeah <laughs> um so adele obviously as alex is a standout she's like a gun pro kind of tomboy who can't help but like get her heart broken all the time i was like we will find you someone that her melanie's laurent's last little explanation to her about like waiting to find someone for you like wait for someone who deserves you Mm -hmm. i was like i need someone to speak to me like that can i tell you what line got me i when i tell you i literally had to pause this movie when i first heard it and i was like wow this (laughs) is deep she said um men are afraid to love you because of x y and z because of you know you're just far too smart for them to um you know gorgeous like they're intimidated by you and all your glory and then she said if i were a man i would not be afraid to love you like that is what do you mean come on people i dropped to my knees i gasped i was just like oh my god that line is so simple but so effective especially when it's coming from another woman being like yes men don't see your worth 
I do, you also need to see as well, which she doesn't because she suffers from like severe low self-esteem. I don't know yeah. why. But yeah, that line like shook me to my core. Same. Like they have such dynamite chemistry. I was obsessed with them. Um, I like as best friends, but also literal partners in crime. Yeah, life partners. Life partners in crime. <laughs> um, I also loved Sam. Uh, I thought she really like rounded out the trio in terms of like levity. And she also added like a little bit of innocence, I think, to their dynamic, which I also enjoyed. Um, so I enjoyed my time with this film, but however. Not the but. <laughs> the ending did not stick the landing for me quite. Like I did not enjoy how it ended really. Um mm-hmm. I think they spend so much of the movie like subverting expectations of cliches and spy movies and heist movies. Yeah. And then Carol somehow survives suicide by cop. And yeah. then they like reunite four years later <laughs> yeah. and like left Sam completely in the dark to grieve on her own. Like, what? Why would you do that? Like, yeah. especially four years was like so long to wait. And then Sam just knew about it the whole time, I guess. I just, I, that part just did not do it for me. I was like, I don't need this like character to not ever be able to die. Like, leave her to grieve like she's grieving like let her grieve Mm -hmm. i think the four years is a little too excessive i i don't understand why they did that time jump especially i yeah it's bizarre bizarre timing but i will say i didn't mind it i got it spoiled from i spoiled it for myself essentially because i was (laughs) playing with the the netflix like quick finder quick Mm -hmm. and it landed on the end and i was just like oh okay she's in it but then something happens and i'm like oh like yeah. she, she got shot and i was like oh my god she died and everyone's grieving but i'm like no I, I saw her at the end though like she's she comes back like i know yeah this. um but that the, the ending didn't surprise me at all um i yeah again i didn't really mind i really loved that um what what her daughter's name was yeah um, let's not spoil that too much but yeah um yeah something that was really i love a, a callback you know what i'm saying and um yeah i think that was i think what was missing was how she got away that's what i would love to see because it, do- it doesn't make sense i know I, yeah, I, I it doesn't make sense of what happened and I'm, I'm okay with not knowing especially with how it ended but i'm just like i wish i that would have been a, a thing and i and i don't like that i don't know but again i, I can i can live with it i can <laughs> i was just like it kind of just caught me off guard i felt like i i enjoyed every single other part of this movie like except for that i was like mm. it just made any consequences that happened feel so much less impactful yeah um but other than that i enjoyed everything um about it and adele slayed the house down boots <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay yeah moving on to our second movie passages directed by iris Sachs. uh do you want us do you want to give us the lowdown on the plot yes um so passages explores the challenges faced by a gay couple when one of them becomes involved with a woman franz rogowski and ben wishop 
portray the central characters while Adele takes on the role of the young woman named Agathe. And the film begins with Tomas, which is Franz, a director completing his final, you know, film scene and then kind of unfolds as he begins this affair with Agathe. And then simultaneously, Martin, who is played by Ben, um, engages in a relationship with another man. That's a synopsis of the movie. What are your thoughts, Olivia? I did enjoy this movie. It felt really intimate and subtle and also just reminded me how like painfully lonely I am. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but it was like really wonderfully. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, it was like really wonderfully stylish and I thought it was really well constructed. Very emotionally entangled. Uh, I'm like the the emotional entanglement that existed between these three people was very engaging. Um, if not frustrating let's be clear about something i fucking hated tomas he sucked so bad hated that character he was like infuriatingly childish and volatile and he was like destroying everything in his path including the wonderful agathe played by amazing adele yeah. and ben wishaw's martin paddington bear fun fact Dude, the way in which I had only remembered after I watched the movie, I was like, oh my God, Ben is Paddington. And Paddington Bear. And he was put through a lot in this movie. Paddington does not deserve that. No, he does not. But yeah, all three of them had, did amazing work. Like the three main characters are amazing. Um, But like Tomas was like a self-sabotaging, self-interested piece of shit who blamed everything on circumstance and everyone else. And I just like when you have a protagonist that's that narcissistic and like so irredeemable that it's difficult. Like I found it difficult to ever feel anything except anger towards him. Like I felt like nothing he could do was redeemable in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I was so annoyed by him. And so it was basically just like the destruction of this man's life at his own hands. And I'm here for it because he deserved it. Um, And fuck you for like doing my baby boy Ben and Adele like that. Like they did nothing to deserve your selfishness. Moving on to other thoughts about that. <laughs> um, I thought the sex scenes, <laughs> the sex scenes are all, some of the best, like most well-directed sex scenes I've actually seen in a really long time in a movie. Yeah. Um, they like, they come off kind of like as simply shot, but it's so subtle and like raw and it kind of like elevates it so much more like it's so just the way like intimacy and sex is portrayed like so realistically like really an achievement on um iris sax part i thought Mm. he did a really amazing line during the one scene uh with martin and tomas when they're getting frisky yeah I could literally only think of the One Direction line, um, the dimples in your back at the line <laughs> <laughs> uh, during little things. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, like, literally the dimples in your back at the bottom of your spine. Like, <laughs> I've seen little him. back. He had a nice little back. Anyway, I loved him. <laughs> no, but I um, loved about the sex scenes is that I'm pretty sure in all of them it was like a still camera like it, there was no mm-hmm. any, there wasn't any movement so it's like it added a level of intimacy to it yeah we are kind of just watching these people like be and yeah. I really enjoyed it like I was just like yeah this is very intimate I should be watching but also it's there for a reason <laughs> like you, know you know what I mean? for a reason. Uh, literally and also 
it's this lends to a conversation of like should sex scenes be removed i know there's a lot of people that are calling for like less sex scenes in movies i think it, it like in a movie in a movie like this it's very it's much requi- needed. yeah it's, it's required. required yeah literally <laughs> so no to all those people that are sex no. eaters. Oh, that, I think people had a lot of the same complaints about poor things. Um, like they yeah. were like, it was literally all sex. Like I didn't need to be that. It was so false, vulgar. You guys I'm like not understood the assignment. Literally, like you all. did not watch that movie at all. It was a woman <laughs> coming to. It's literally coming. It was coming Ooh. of age, basically. Like she was trying to understand her own sexuality. Yeah. How else argument was she supposed to go about it? Argument is null. Literally, to, like to the people. So. Um, Back to passages, though. I loved the way they styled them. Like, their outfits were so good. Like, especially Adele and Tomas. Like, their clothes just came alive. So mm-hmm. many good sweaters, too. They had so many good sweaters. Um, like, I was obsessed with that green sweater that uh, Tomas was wearing in one of the scenes where he literally just, like, wasn't listening to Adele speaking. Fuck you. Um, oh but he was wearing yes. this adorable green sweater. <laughs> I was like, slay, I love your sweater. Um... And that little like crop top that he wears when he meets her parents. Oh I was like, what are you doing? My God, let's get into the crop top. Was it the dragon mesh one? Yeah. Yeah. That dragon mesh crop top was a fourth actor in this movie. It was the co-star. Nominate him. It nominate <laughs> that just the crop top in and of itself. It was so and apparently it was supposed to be Adele's characters. Um Agat. It was supposed yeah. to be Agat's um part of her costume but they just shoved it on fans and it, he looked you know very cunty and they were like yeah, you know what did. this belongs to you now and he he ate he did eat it up. with it like he was so, she, so good in it when he was wearing it with his stripy pants yes like, you're kind of and funny. the v-line is showing and yes. like oh he knew what he was yeah doing. body for days no seriously uh, <laughs> um again adele might be the most beautiful woman alive she has an undeniable face card, like such a sweet smile, amazing voice. As we spoke about earlier, I might be in love with her. Um, I might be. So- I'm definitely my wife <laughs> for sure. That is my wife. Yeah, I have been a fan for ages, and I'm so glad we're doing an Adele episode. I just yeah. this is like us just showering her with love. She deserves it. I she does deserve it. Can't wait to see her in more things. Um, but yeah, movie has like a whole collection on her, and I love it. Really? Yeah, she's like five Work. films in the movie. I need to watch um, Blue is the Warmest Color. Like, I've not seen that. I need to um, get that. Well, don't expect too much. It's, oh, really? It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of icky. Okay. It, once okay. you think of, like, what happened off, off screen. Yeah. Oh, did something happen off screen? Yeah. Dude, well, she's like, well, yeah. yeah. That's a, we'll get no, into it. We'll get into it <laughs> another day. <laughs> we don't um, have to it up. But she's so good in this. Her heartbreak is so undeniable. The scene of her lying on the bed in the country house, just silently listening to them have sex while she's pregnant. Oh. Like, how are you going to do her like this? No. She did not deserve this. That was so sad. Like, cruelty. Very, very sad. I was was heartbroken for her because she clearly is, like, emotionally invested in Tomas and He's playing her like a fucking fiddle. And I feel like she realized that at that moment. Yeah. Um, and then he when climbs she back in bed with her. That. Huh? And then when he, when he climbs back in bed with her. After, oh, yes. I was like, I hate you, yeah. Tomas. You will, like, you're on my list. Literally no one deserved that. Least of all her. Um, overall, though, enjoy the story a lot. Enjoyed, loved the cinematography, especially the last um, bike riding scene. 
Um, and I'm desperately alone and want to be loved. So yeah. <laughs> Khadijah, what about oh. you? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I shared some of what I felt. Um, but I I think this movie is just like, how chaotic can we get bisexual man to be? <laughs> um, and this movie achieved it. He Tomas is a complete narcissist and so self-involved. And it's it's physically painful to watch him in this movie. Like he just goes about his life so completely unaware of how his actions affect other people and it is mesmerizing like how oblivious he is to it all it's it's astounding truly but i i i kind of love how this is like kind of a simple story but with complex characters it's the characters that really make this story very icky and very interesting and it's just i love it um but speaking of characters while Agathe was interesting to me, I feel like she was a bit underdeveloped. Um, she was kind of there only to serve as a side piece for yeah. um, Tomas and nothing more. Uh, and I really feel like it, uh, they could have used Adele a bit better in, in that sense. And then with Tomas and Martin, a line that was said very early on, from Ben Wishaw's character kind of encapsulated what that relationship is like. Um, when he, after he's, you know, has that first night with a get, he comes home and he tells Martin for, for whatever reason, I, maybe they have no relationship. I'm not really sure. Um, but Martin kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, telling him to calm down. Cause they're, they just had like a kind of a big altercation. And then he was just like, this always happens when you finish a film. I'm like, this you always forget. happens. He goes, you forget. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Leave. So this shows two things. It shows one that Tomas does not, he's not loyal whatsoever to Mar- Martin. And he claims that there's love there, but is there really, you just like to have someone by your side. And then two, it shows that Martin is the loyal one in this relationship because he is there always constantly trying to love him in the way that he can but Tomas does not meet him where he's at and it's kind of just like it's it's causing huge issue for Martin obviously which in turn causes him to step out of their marriage as well because they are married at the end of the day um and that only comes when Tomas makes the first move so it was never from Martin's point of view he was always trying to be respectful of him and whatever so it it shows like Martin's a really sweet guy and like Tomas is trampling all over him and I hated watching that um, so cute yeah i know um very adorable but he gets with like this author and i yeah. really loved it um but yeah he was tomas was an emotional train wreck and it was until the very end when i kind of i don't want to say i felt pity for him but i felt something i was just like oh this is what happens it was kind of like a look into what happens when some someone like something self-destructs um and so the movie starts with him riding his bicycle and it ends with him riding this bicycle it captures a moment where like where some characters progressed in the movie martin um he kind of regressed and yeah he lost two people that were closest to him he because of the way he treated him it wasn't even like it was nothing that they did it was all because of what he did and i feel like he realized that at some point yeah um but ultimately it was poetic justice i think because once you're a nasty person what do you expect like nasty babes like nasty men yeah um and i think the last straw for me was with him when he 
not even call, text, but barged into Adele's classroom. Children were present. <laughs> and then when she steps outside and gives him the chance to speak, he like doesn't say anything. And it's kind of like, oh, actually, no, he does say something. He said, I want to be with you. I want you and only you. Lies. You were telling that to Martin literally 20 minutes ago. Literally lies and Manelli lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he gets on his like knees and like like hugs her stomach and I'm like get off of her you don't deserve her her sympathy her love just it's yeah and uh, also another very selfish thing he did he tried to bring a, a get into their marriage to save their marriage that was insane to me like got her pregnant to have a baby with and then was like Martin. but we can be a family like so you get to get have your cake and eat it too. And then where does that leave poor Agathe and poor Martin? Literally. It it just it was like I want all my oh, so little he'd be dolls a terrible father. Yes. Oh <laughs> fucking terrible. He would leave the second it was inconvenient for him. So the second bad. he was up crying. It just yeah, it was not like bad, bad vibes were had all around. But this when he was sitting at the dinner table and Agathe's mom was speaking to him being like i just want to know that you're going to be responsible that you're going to be here for our this child and he's like freaking out at her being Mm -hmm. like how could you even say that to me like like, i'm done i'm done with this conversation i'm like like i don't want to have this conversation anymore you're a grown ass man have you can't like a grown woman can't ask you a question about being there for your child lit oh my god the selfishness i couldn't quite literally i'm saying like he is top five i was about to say top 10 but top five most insufferable characters i've yeah. ever seen on screen fucking awful he yeah. sucked <laughs> he's like <laughs> next to joffrey oh yeah <laughs> could sucked. be you know literally um, but yeah just overall wonderful film i think um and should be seen i feel like agreed if you have yeah. movie get into movie yeah get into movie movie um, canada we love you we do Sponsor this podcast. Sponsor us. <laughs> okay. I did want to touch on one of the greatest pieces of live television that ever happened last night. Um, I would oh, ever on SNL. My. I was like, what happened? <laughs> I remember. I remember. I was cackling. Cackling. She was so good. I caught the so end good. of the end of her monologues. I completely forgot she was on SNL. And I was like, wait a second, something monumental is happening tonight and yeah. on the TV. Her monologue, I think, was deaf. Like, I think she, she was good, but her monologue was like not as good as her in the sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dying at the hypnotist sketch. Like, <laughs> I love her doing that character, being like, I do not give you my consent. <laughs> she was playing this like weird little boy yeah like, <laughs> that that wants to show off that he is you know has amazing singing skills and is also bisexual but didn't know how to like come out yeah and so he used this <laughs> just oh my god and the whole cast singing um air by jordan, yeah. jordan sparks at the end was so just it was just hilarious it was so good i love andrew dismukes i think he's so fucking funny um, and I think the two of them together are so good. <laughs> like the way that they can bounce back and forth. I was like, I would be on the ground. I don't know how they were keeping a straight face. Dude, you know what I love? Oh my God. I need on Spotify that Dune movie, popcorn bucket, whatever <laughs> musical. Girl. Dune popcorn bucket. It was so good. At first I was like, oh, they're going to give me, they were serving. Yeah. They led with 
Io and Marcelo. Like I was Marcello. like, oh, was, oh my god, let me not, let me not. Marcelo, we love you. We do. So hot. Um. Anyways, I thought they were gonna do like this whole rom com thing with Io and Marcelo, and then it turns mm. out there's the dude in popcorn bucket involved, and I was like, well, this took a turn. And then you realize the SNL people ha- are hoarding like. Literally, I was. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, "Did they three D print these or something?" Like, no. Where are they? I'm like, give me one. Like the flashlight bucket. <laughs> that's so that great. Hurt. Jesus. Literally, like it's so weird. Why did I make those? Um, I was also denying it. Sarah Sherman playing Colin Jost's son. Sarah Sherman and Colin Jost's relationship for me is very important. I what, love. Is there like a deeper story to that? They just constantly go back and forth at each other on SNL. Like, there's this whole clip where Sarah's going through like Colin's office. It's not actually his office, but he's like, she finds like a cage where like he keeps children <laughs> or something, and they just kill me. Like their dynamic just kills me. I love them. I'm a, and I'm such a big fan of Sarah Sherman. Um. But she's so funny when she's poking fun at Colin Joe's. I thought their dynamic on Weekend Update was so good. But no, that she, was a really good clip. Yeah, I was obsessed. And all of the sketches were amazing. And they were some of the best written sketches that I'd seen in a really long time. Obviously, because I was a writer. Yeah, but I didn't like the uh, the the university one. I, I yeah, I didn't love that. I one didn't either. really feel that one too much. Um, I liked the meet cute uh one with Bowen. Like yes. Io, Io didn't stand out too much in that one, but BBG Marcelo Hernandez did at the yes. end. Well, yeah, she Plot twist. He... It was the anchor's <laughs> husband. <laughs> oh, that so was great. Cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so funny. I'm just so obsessed with her and her style of comedy. And it was a great episode of SNL. Big, big yeah. fan. Jennifer Lopez also like that production in her two performances must have been like a hundred thousand dollars like mm, it was insane. insane yeah like lighting and everything it was crazy she's still kind of saying though was so right. bad like she was and she even though she apologized earlier in the episode technically like Dude, during the sketch that was uh, so iconic i literally yelled i was just like yeah. what happened i'm like she literally commented on, <laughs> on the podcast comments um but she doesn't like she was not a great singer like when they were singing no air it was like more on key than jennifer lopez sorry <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay last thing that we're going to be doing today is a game that I made up <laughs> hmm, so, listen we know what happened last time I know <laughs> I was, you... I was trying. so today I literally went through your watch movies and like picked directors based on the movies that you'd seen okay so okay. fair enough I gotta get my timer up and running. Um, So the game, uh, we will name a director, hopefully one that we both know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the other person will have 10 seconds to name three movies by that director. Maybe this will be like insanely easy. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it won't. And I guess we'll find out. So you said three, right? Three. Yeah. I have six like listed just in case you have one that I have. Um, But like you can always just like look one up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Stopwatch is on and ready. Okay. Perfect. I have my first director for you. We're gonna start off easy. You. And... I don't trust <laughs> the trust is not there. Okay. First director is Martin Scorsese. Goodfellas. Um. 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 The Fablemans. Um. Uh. No, that's Steven Spielberg. Steven oh my Spielberg. God. 
Oh my god. Okay, shit. After hours, Goodfellas, and damn. Time. Damn, the Irishman. <laughs> you got there. You got there in the end. Oh my god. I was confused. Them. That's here's my thing. They literally old white men. Yes. <laughs> That's literally it. Like yeah. Okay. Are you ready for your director? Yes. Do you have the timer on? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. Reset. Reset. Okay. And Jane Campion. Oh my god. Okay. The power of the dog. Um. Oh my god. 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 Um. Fuck. Did you do the lost daughter? No, no. Oh my god. Wait, no, this is so hard. Is it? No, I'm oh, so we're gone. First we're done. Fuck. Oh no. What else did she do? Um, she did the piano, which got her oh, the first nom. I've never um, seen that. Top of the lake, bright star, portrait of a lady with Nicole Kidman. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Sorry, Jane. <laughs> we love you, Jane. We love you, Jane. Also, just found out she was New Zealand. She's from, really? yeah, she's from New Zealand. She is New Zealand. <laughs> she is the actual country of New Zealand. Yeah, no, uh, she's Kiwi. I didn't know that. Me either. So, okay, there's that. Next up. Ready? No. Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, shit. Um, um, the master, uh, Boogie Nights, uh, 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 Pizza. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> okay, she got it. Yeah, Five so... seconds. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Okay, your director is Richard Linklater. Okay, before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. Sorry, like oh, come on. No. Um, but I could also do um everybody wants some. Um Apollo ten and a half. That was I'll take seconds. it. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. He has he has a trilogy <laughs> under his belt. That was that was pretty easy. I knew you were gonna pull some shit. <laughs> well, that's fine. Okay. You know your stuff. I can't be mad. But- we're slang so far. Okay. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, um, <laughs> Unbreakable. Old. Knock at the old cabin or something like that. Knock, knock at the yes. cabin. Oh, amazing. Yeah. We're slaying. We're slaying. <laughs> okay. Okay. And your last director is Barry Jenkins. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, if Bill Street could talk, did he do? Did he do that? Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Jenkins, Barry Jenkins, Barry Jenkins. Um, uh, um, 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 oh my God! No, 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 no! Fuck! No! Fuck! No! This be <laughs> Oh no! It's literally right there. Fuck! Man. Moonlight. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "There's water. There's water. I know this water." <laughs> and then I was thinking of Waves, but that's not him. No, it's not. But he did uh, Medicine for Melancholy, which I think is his first oh. feature film. Man. Okay. Okay. That's three. That is three. Who are the other two that you had? Actually, no, we'll keep them for for the next (laughs) later (laughs) date.